Well, hello, and I want to welcome you to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Horton. I'm here to bring you a short message that's designed to help you become all that God created you to be and to live your life to the fullest. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get into today's message. Well, hello again to our uh, Victory Church uh, weekly podcasts, and I hope you're doing well today. We're living in a crazy time, but you know what? This is a really, really exciting time. You know, Second, First uh, John chapter 4, the aged Apostle John, speaking to his beloved disciples, people that followed his ministry, he said, you were of God little children, he called them little children, showed his love he had for his people, because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. That should be our vantage point today, regardless of what's happening around us, which is chaos in some ways, in so many ways. Uh, we have the greater one inside of us, and we have a vantage point of victory. I mean, our team wins in the end. I mean, you got to get it. So uh, we're living in a, a time that looks like just prior to Jesus' return. I'm talking about um, praying in the Spirit, that is, praying in other tongues. And I mentioned last time, September 12th. 1976 was a Sunday at 7.20 p.m. that evening. I had gone to a 6 p.m. service, and at the end of the service, the uh, associate pastor of the church actually uh, gave an altar, altar call to, for people to come to Jesus and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And a friend beside me said, you need to go up. Uh, and I said, why? And he said, do you want more of Jesus? I said, yes. So he, went, he helped me go down front, and I stood there in a line of people around the front of the church auditorium, and... Uh, as the associate pastor came and, and prayed and laid hands on me, I was baptized with the Holy Spirit, and I prayed in other tongues. I've been praying in tongues every day since then. That is, every day since September 12th, 1976. Now, I'm in my 60s. I'll be 65 in October. I'm 64. I've spent every day since that day. I was three weeks prior to my 18th birthday praying in the Spirit. And I want to talk to you about what that's done. Now, the baptism with the Holy Spirit brings power. Jesus said, Acts 1.8, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit's come upon you, and you will be witnesses to me all over the world. So there is a power, and that Greek word again for power is the word dunamis, dynamic, dynamite, dynamo, three English words that come from that. So there is a, there is a spirit. It's not a natural power. It's a spiritual power. I can be tired physically, but I can feel that spiritual thrust on the inside so the greater person is in us than all the stuff around us and you know we can tap into tremendous power again by praying with other tongues to pray in the spirit you got to be baptized with the holy spirit which is a wonderful experience that you find throughout the book of acts the apostle paul was baptized with the Holy Spirit, as were all of the other apostles, as well as Mary, the mother of Jesus. Peter was baptized with the Holy Spirit. John was baptized with the Holy Spirit. Luke was baptized with the Holy Spirit. On and on and on we go. Well, here's 10 reasons every believer should pray in tongues. I'm gonna talk, uh, let's just see how far we get today. Number one, it's God's will for every believer to pray in other tongues. Now, see, when I say that, some people bristle and say, well, no, not everybody's going to have the gift of tongues. Well, wait just a minute. Define what you're talking about. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 5, the Apostle Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, said, I wish you all spoke with tongues. Now, he was inspired by the Spirit of God to say that. 
So would God say to every believer, I wish you would speak with tongues? Yes. But even more that you prophesied, he says, for he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues unless he interprets that the church may receive edification. And so again, 1 Corinthians 14, 18 reads, I thank my God I speak in tongues more than you all. So the Corinthian bunch, they prayed in tongues a lot. They got to church. They were so excited about uh, the baptism with the Holy Spirit and the ensuing gifts of the Spirit. That they, they were so excited. They'd get to church. They'd sing in tongues. They'd give the announcements in tongues, take up the offering in tongues, you know, and et cetera, and then preach in tongues. I'm kidding, but you see what I'm saying? They, they overdid it, and they used it in the wrong way. Uh, speaking with the unknown tongue is a devotional gift. And it is uh, designed to enrich your personal spiritual life. So the Apostle Paul, again, 1 Corinthians 14, 18, he says, I thank my God I speak in tongues more than you all, verse 19 of 1 Corinthians 14. But in a church meeting, I would rather speak five understandable words to help others than 10,000 words in an unknown language. Now, people will take that verse right there and say, see, Paul took a very dim view on speaking with other, other tongues. No, he didn't. He was just cl clarifying and pointing out the usage of other tongues. It's not for all of us to get together, and all we do together is speak with other tongues. It's a devotional gift, a private devotional gift. Generally speaking, in public, when, when uh, uh, a, a group of believers speaks with tongues, it should be, uh, and particularly in the service, for instance, Give the interpretation of what you're saying unless you're having a prayer meeting. I'll talk about that maybe later. But he said again here, but in a church meeting, I'd rather speak five understandable words to help others than 10,000 words in an unknown language. It doesn't do any good to go up to somebody and pray in tongues because they don't know what you're saying because you're talking to God. It's better to talk to them in your native language so, and their native language so that they can understand what you're saying. He wasn't taking a dim view of tongues. He said, I pray in tongues more than all of you. I want you all to pray with tongues. And then understand, most people don't understand that there's a difference between uh, the gift of different kinds of tongues and the interpretation of tongues and uh, the uh, unknown tongue that is received when you receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit. They're same in essence, that is where they come from, but they're different in usage. So again, we have nine gifts of the Spirit uh, listed, 1 Corinthians 12, 8 through 10. Two of those nine gifts are different kinds of tongues with the interpretation of tongues. Not everybody is going to be used in the gift of different kinds of tongues with the accompanying gift, interpretation of of tongues, and he brings that out very clearly in 1 Corinthians uh, 12. In fact, most people will quote and say, well, well, you know, the Apostle Paul said not everybody's going to have the gift of tongues. Well, not the diverse, not, not di different kinds of tongues with interpretation, but everybody should expect to pray in tongues with that devotional gift that comes with a baptism with the Holy Spirit. Again, 1 Corinthians 12, 30, do all have the gifts of healings? The obvious answer is no. Do all speak with tongues? The obvious answer is no. Do all interpret? And that tongues he's talking about is the gift of different kinds of tongues. We know that by context. 1 Corinthians 12, 27, now you are the body of Christ and members individually. And God has appointed these in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, 
administrations, and then varieties of tongues. And then, so he's talking about all the ministry offices. He's talking, and then he talks about the ministry offices and the spiritual gifts that go along with them. Miracles, gifts of healings goes primarily with the evangelist's office, even though others can be used in it. And then he mentions helps administrations and then varieties of tongues. He's talking about the local church. He's talking about the pastoral ministry. You know that because he was talking about the ministry offices listed in Ephesians 4.11, the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. He mentions here first apostles, prophets, teachers. What does he not mention? Evangelist. What does he not mention? Pastor. Where does he mention the evangelist in this, this verse? When he says, after that, miracles. Then gifts of healings. That's the evangelistic office. And then he talks about the pastoral office, helps. Well, that's people that help in ministry. You need people to help in children's ministry. Help usher, help in the parking lot, help with uh, sound, help with all the various things. That's the helps ministry. Administrations and then varieties of tongues. There has to be organizational structure in the local church for it to work. And then he says again, variety of tongues. And then he asks the question in that context, are all apostles? What's the obvious answer to all of these questions? No. Are all prophets? No. Are all teachers? Of course not. Are all workers of miracles? Of course not. Do all have the gifts of healings? Of course not. Do all speak with tongues? Now, he didn't change and talk about the tongue received with the baptism with the Holy Spirit. He was in context talking about gifts of the Spirit listed in 1 Corinthians 12, 8 through 10. And one of those gifts of the Spirit is different kinds of tongues. He doesn't say different kinds of tongues. He just says, do all speak with tongues. But the inference is he's talking about the gift of diverse kinds of tongues. The obvious answer is no. What's the sister gift to that? Do all interpret. That is the interpretation of tongues. Well, if, do all interpret? No, but earnestly desire the best gifts, he says. And yet I show to you more, uh, a more excellent way. So let me say again, it's the will of God that every believer speak with tongues. If you're listening to me, you're a denominational believer. You go to a church that doesn't believe in this. I went to a Baptist church for almost 18 years. I didn't speak with tongues. In fact, it told me it wasn't right. I looked in the Bible, found it was right. I found out it, these, these gifts did not cease with the early church. We, we're, in a, we're in the Bible Belt here in the Raleigh area, and uh, there's a lot of Baptist folk, a lot of Methodist folk, a lot of Presbyterian. They don't speak with tongues. Their denomination doesn't, doesn't believe in it, and they don't practice it, and they don't teach and preach it. Well, it's in the Bible. When I was baptized with the Holy Spirit, began to read my Bible, I found out it's in the book of Acts, but I didn't hear very much about it. It's all through the book of Acts. We talked about that last time. So it's the will of God again for every believer to speak with other tongues, that devotional gift that comes with the baptism with the Holy Spirit. Acts 2, 4, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So again, that's the tongues received with the baptism with the Holy Spirit. Not every believer is going to be used in the, the sister gifts, that is different kinds of tongues and interpretation of tongues, dual gifts, you know, brother, sister, or whatever, they, they all go together. So not everybody's going to be used in that. And I'm used in different kinds of tongues and interpretation of tongues and have for many, many years in my private personal life and in our prayer meetings, in my personal prayer time, I have different kinds of tongues manifest with the interpretation of tongues. And I often write it down, record it, or I'll, I'll record it on my a device um, an audio recording, um, because God speaks to me that way. And then in our prayer meetings in our church, if you come to our prayer meetings, we have prayer meetings uh, Tuesdays at 11, uh, Thursdays at 11 in the morning, 
uh, in our auditorium. Um, we have a prayer meeting before our Sunday morning service at 8 a.m. You're invited to come. And you know what? You'll probably find different kinds of tongues and interpretation of tongues if I'm leading it because God uses me in those dual gifts that work together. But again, not everybody's going to be used in that. And that's what Paul's bringing out here in 1 Corinthians 14 and 1 Corinthians 12. So get it out of your mind that it's not the will of God for you. If you don't speak with tongues, you can. And if you don't, it's probably... And we'll talk about why you don't. If you don't, we'll get there maybe uh, either at the end of this or the beginning of our next podcast. Number two, the second reason to pray in tongues is it helps unseat the control of the unrenewed natural mind over your spiritual life. It is amazing how speaking with other tongues can change your world. It rocks your world, so to speak. And so, you know, our minds, I mentioned this last time, our minds control us. And subliminally, we have, we have processes in our physical brain that, you know, that regulate body function. Uh, at the same time, our minds also keep us from, our brain keeps us from uh, danger, from, from uh, enemies that are perceived. And, uh, but at the same time, God wants us not to be all the completely controlled by our mind, our mentality, he wants us to be led by the Holy Spirit. First uh, Corinthians 1, verse, uh, verses 26 through 29. Listen again to what the Apostle Paul said. For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty, and the base things of the world, and the things which are despised. Uh, things which are uh, despised, God has chosen, and the things which are not, to bring to nothing the things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. So again, this, this is a foolish thing to pray in tongues. I mean, it's like, why am I doing this? Well, you know what? It produces such a reward, both naturally and spiritually. Friends, it's worth giving place to it in your life. Isaiah 55, 8, the, um, God said, uh, the prophet Isaiah said, My thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. 1 Corinthians 2, 14, really interesting scripture here. The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. The natural mind, unaided by the Holy Spirit, has a hard time understanding Scripture. The Bible never disagrees with itself in the original language. Uh, no, no Scripture from Genesis to Revelation, all 66 books of the Bible. Nothing contradicts and nothing, nothing disagrees with another Scripture. They all complement, but you've got to be able to rightly divide the word of truth. Paul told Timothy, uh, 1 Timothy 2.15, study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman, 2 Timothy 2.15, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And it's, you know, honestly, with, with just your unaided by the Holy Spirit natural mind, it's difficult to understand Scripture. And so again, he says here, the natural man, un, not aided by the Spirit of God, does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. They're foolishness to him, nor can he know them or understand them because they're spiritually discerned. Amplified 1 Corinthians 14, 14. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit by the Holy Spirit within me prays, but my mind is unproductive, it bears no fruit and helps nobody. So again, 
the praying in other tongues helps unseat the control of the unrenewed mind uh, over your spiritual life. And again, I love Amplify, 1 Corinthians 14, 14. You pray in a tongue, notice my spirit. By the Holy Spirit within me prays. Now, I love that. But see, it says my mind is unproductive. It bears no fruit and helps nobody. So, so what's he saying? Here's, here's an exercise in life that the mind cannot get involved with. It's spirit-to-spirit communion with God. Again, is there any value in talking to God? Absolutely. 1 Corinthians 14, 2. He who speaks in a tongue doesn't speak to men but to God. Wow. So is there any value in praying in tongues? Of course there is. And one of the big values of it is it elevates the spiritual life above the natural life, the spiritual life above the mental life. And it's a, a wonderful way to quiet your mind. You know, we can, we can be noisy with our bodies, but we can be even noisier with our minds. How many have tried to lay down and go to sleep or maybe uh, take, take, a, take a nap sometime in the day, just a few minutes, and, and you got your body quiet, but your mind's blazing, it's buzzing with activity, and you can't get it to stop. Well, I'll tell you one way. Pray in the Spirit. It helps, it helps unseat the control the natural mind has over all of life. And then it also helps, helps elevate the spiritual life over the natural mind. It helps unseat the control the natural unrenewed mind has over the spiritual life. I found that to be absolutely true. You spend some time praying in the Spirit, it just reminds you that, that the Holy Spirit lives in you. For me, I've been doing this for decades now, and it's just a habit, you know. I'm, I'm out you know, I'm out walking in the park. I'm out walking on the trail, the Noose River Trail near my house, um, near the river, and I'm praying in the Spirit. I can be walking and I'm praying in the Spirit. I can be listening to a podcast. That's what's so cool about praying in the Spirit. You can... Uh, you can multitask. I'm, I could be reading my Bible. I'm praying in the Spirit. I could be reading a book and underneath my breath, I'm praying in the Spirit. Why? Because my mind's not involved in praying in the Spirit. It's incredible. You can be washing the dishes, praying in the Spirit. You can be, you can be vacuuming your floor, praying in the Spirit. I cut my grass. I'm praying in the Spirit. I weed eat my lawn. I'm praying in the Spirit. I mean, you know, I'm washing my vehicle. I'm praying in the Spirit. It's incredible. Y'all, this is incredible. Why do, I, why do I do that? It keeps me conscious of God. It keeps me conscious of the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. You know what? When temptations come, you are aware that God is with you. You are the temple of the living God. <laughs> and, and this is a great, great, great way to live. I've been doing this for so many years now until uh, it's second nature to me, honestly. And uh, wow. Um, again, you don't always know what you're praying when you're praying in the Spirit. But see, you're engaging God with your spiritual nature, and it, make, it causes you to become very, very sensitive to the spiritual nature, and hence spirit-sensitive to God. And since, since the Holy Spirit is in your human spirit, let me say this again. The Holy Spirit is not in your head. The Holy Spirit is not in your hand. The Holy Spirit is not in your foot. The Holy Spirit's in your human spirit. And the heart is, the, is often referred to in the Bible or just in vernacular in general as the, seat, the heart of a subject. In the Bible, the heart is often referred to as the, as the spirit nature, the central core of a man's being. We are spiritual beings living in physical bodies. When I'm praying in the spirit, my spirit nature is talking to God unaided by my natural mind. You get sensitive to your spiritual nature. Friends, there are just things that you know that otherwise you wouldn't know. When I come back next time, I'm going to talk about uh, how the Holy Spirit 
praying in the Spirit provides a way for you to pray about things that you don't know about. And I've got so many examples in my personal life I'd like to give to you. I just want to stir you up. Pray in the Spirit. I want to encourage you. Come to our prayer meetings again Tuesdays and Thursdays, 11 o'clock in the morning. Uh, Sundays, 8 o'clock in the morning. We have oh, we have a lot of people that come in the back room and pray in the Spirit with us before we start our Sunday morning service. And you know, I've, uh, I have a phrase for our Sunday morning service. Not just a service, it's an encounter with God. We pray in the Spirit. We're praying heaven and earth together. We're believing God that we're really going to encounter God in our service, and it's not just worshiping and praising. It's not just preaching the Word. It's having a having a, an event where the Holy Spirit's present. He's manifesting Himself. My friend, we need that today with all the pressures around us. I encourage you to, to come and, and be a part of that. You can receive uh, the baptism with the Holy Spirit very, very easily, and I just want to encourage you that you can. Um, you say, well, Pastor, what, what is necessary to speak with other tongues? You need to receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit. Well, what's necessary to receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit? You need to be born again. That's the only prerequisite in Scripture. You don't have to be perfect, but you have to know Jesus. You have to be born again. In fact, the Holy Spirit will come with fire, and that fire is a cleansing agent. And he will come and, and really move in your life in such a big way. And so many things that you wrestle with, he'll begin to help you deal with in the practical areas of life. And you will find that, again, to, 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 uh, to, to, be to, to pray in the Spirit, you've got to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. You say, well, how do I do that? Very simple. Now, I'm going I'm to go through this and just take a few minutes here as we close. If you're not baptized with the Holy Spirit, maybe you're listening to this and you're on your commute to work somewhere. And, uh, or maybe you're at home. Uh, right now, as, as you're listening, just, just listen and let me talk. And if you haven't received the baptism with the Holy Spirit, God's given me an anointing to minister the baptism with the Holy Spirit to people. I've done this all over the world. I've done this in India. I've done this in Africa. I've done this in various nations. And uh, I tell you, it's incredible. You can receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit just right there where you are in the confines of your car or in the room that you're in listening to this podcast, even taking a walk. I don't care where you are. Get off somewhere by yourself and quieten down a minute and listen to what I'm about to say. If you want to receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit, you need to know Jesus. You need to be born again. If you're not born again, you can be. And I'm going to, here's what we're going to do. If you want to receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit in just a minute, I'm going to, going to pray a prayer and you can be filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, so, so let me say, you know, maybe you're listening to this and you are spirit-filled. Listen, if you know a friend that wants to be and, and hasn't received yet, take this podcast to them and fast forward to where we are right now and let them listen to what I'm about to pray. They, if they're born again, they can receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit. You can too. So here we are. Jesus said this in Luke 11, 11, if a son asks for bread for any father among you, Will he give him a stone? Obvious answer is no. Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Well, no. Verse 12 of Luke 11. Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? Well, of course not. Uh, Luke eleven thirteen. If you then being evil, and that word evil means natural human beings, know how to good, give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Who does he give the Holy Spirit to, according to Jesus, those who ask him? What prerequisite is necessary for those who ask him for the baptism with the Holy Spirit? <laughs> you got to be born again, again. So I'm going to lead you in a prayer right now. And in that prayer, we're going to thank God for salvation, for cleansing, forgiving, and cleansing all of our sin. 
And then in that prayer, we're just going to ask God to baptize us with the Holy Spirit from head to toe. The very last sentence of the prayer will be, And Heavenly Father, I believe that I will speak with other tongues as the Holy Spirit enables me in Jesus' name. And that's the last thing I'm going to say in English. I'm going to begin to begin to pray in the Spirit here on the podcast. And, and if you want the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I encourage you to pray with me. Pray in faith. Expect God to do the impossible in you. Expect, you, expect Him to baptize you with the Holy Spirit right now. You, you, you'll get it. It's amazing. Now, the very last sentence is, and I believe I will speak with other tongues as the Holy Spirit gives me utterance. Let me say this. The Holy Spirit doesn't speak in tongues. You do. That's right. Acts 2.4. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. The people were filled with the Holy Spirit. And it's a compound sentence. And so there's a comma. And then there's an understood subject of the second part of the sentence. Listen to it. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, comma, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Who began to speak with other tongues? They did. So the Holy Spirit is not going to burst out of you um, without you being uh, uh, cooperating with that. No, you, what's, what's your part? You've got to start speaking. His part is to give you the utterance. So let me say it this way. The supernatural part of being baptized with the Holy Spirit, speaking with tongues, is not that you're actually physically speaking. The supernatural part is that is not coming from your head. It's coming from your spirit nature. It's coming from inside of you. So Jesus said in Luke 7, 38, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. 37, 38, Luke 7. Out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. And he was talking about the baptism with the Holy Spirit. So it comes out of you. It flows out of you. So as I begin to pray, as I, at the very last sentence of the prayer is going to be, and I believe that I will speak with other tongues as the Holy Spirit gives me desire in Jesus' name. I'm going to begin to pray in the Spirit, and I'm going to say, pray in the Spirit. I want you to lift your voice and start speaking. What's the faith part? Galatians 3, 2, did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? How did you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? It's by faith. That is, you got to believe that when we pray, God answers the prayer, and He will. You also have to believe that when we pray at the very end, and that last sentence comes out, and I believe I will speak with other tongues as the Holy Spirit gives me utterance in Jesus' name. Amen. And you start praying. you got to believe the moment you start speaking, the Holy Spirit, <laughs> He is right there and gives you utterance. You're not making it up. You hear what I'm doing right now, and you can't see me, but I'm obviously talking. You hear me, but... What am I doing? I'm inhaling air into my lungs, and I'm exhaling it through my larynx, through my vocal cords, uh, out of my mouth. I'm enunciating words with my lips, my teeth, my jaw, my tongue, and I'm, I'm talking in the English language, but it's coming from my head, not my spirit. When I pray in the Spirit, I have to do exactly the same thing. That is, I have to get a lung full of air, and I have to start speaking. But the supernatural part is I don't know what I'm going to say. and I'm not making it up. I just open my mouth and start to speak, not in English, but what the Holy Spirit provides. And they'll be there. Are you ready? So if you want the baptism of the Holy Spirit, let's pray. But just before we leave today, here we are. Pray with me. Stop what you're doing right now. Close your eyes. And imagine that Jesus is right in front of you. Now pray with me out loud. Come on, pray right now. Heavenly Father, pray out loud. Heavenly Father, I thank you that I'm a child of God, that I have been born again, that Jesus' blood has cleansed my sin. And Lord, I thank you for forgiving every sin that I have ever committed from the time I was born until today. 
I stand in fellowship with you. And Lord, right now as your child, I ask you, baptize me with the Holy Spirit from the top of my head to the bottoms of my feet. Fill me with the Spirit now. And I believe that I will speak with other tongues as the Holy Spirit gives me desire in Jesus' name. Amen. Begin to speak. Corato Christemai, Lugrist Babreso Crian Sumbai, Legoreste Yama Christa. That's it. Keep it going. Magara to Yama Christa. Levogore Bacaya Maestom, Romogia Paranaya, Nospa Christi and I, Lucrian Sundarabacumbrestes. Now stop. Here's what I said, for the Spirit of God will enable you to commune with the Father in a language He gives, and He will bear upon your heart His impressions, His yearnings, His desires. And so your life will be enhanced, your walk with God will go to another level, and you'll do things you've never done. Now that's part of what I said when I was praying in the Spirit. So I had you stop. You can start this and start this stop this at any time. How do I know that? 1 Corinthians 14, the Apostle Paul, verse 14. What is it then? I will pray with the Spirit. I will pray with the understanding. I will sing with the Spirit. I'll sing with the understanding. I think that's 1 Corinthians 14, 15. I will. He said, I will. I will. You can will to pray in tongues just like you will to pray in English. It's not a feeling. It produces feelings. But it's not a feeling. Sometimes I feel nothing. I'm praying in the Spirit. Feelings come. Feelings go. Sometimes I have a lot of feelings. Sometimes I have no feelings. It doesn't matter. Once you're baptized with the Holy Spirit, pray in the Spirit anytime you want. I encourage you. Get off by yourself. Pray in the Spirit. Whatever you're doing, you're driving your car, continue to pray in the Spirit for a while today. And then when you get off by yourself, go read 1 Corinthians um, 14, the whole chapter, and, and just let the Holy Spirit minister to you. Lord, I pray today in the name of Jesus, that there would be an enhancement of the Spirit of God in every life that listens to this podcast, that the Holy Spirit work a fresh work in us. Help us, Lord, to spend time every day talking to you and praying in the Spirit. God bless you. Talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I hope you're able to get something out of the message today. Before you leave, please make sure uh, that you subscribe or leave a review on whatever platform that you're listening from. Doing this goes a long way in helping us reach a wider audience. Lastly, if you want to reach out with questions, concerns, prayer requests, or comments about today's content, you can email me at pastor at victorychurchraleigh.com. I would love to hear from you. Now go out there and be all that God created you to be today. God bless you.